When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So hello and welcome to the very first episode of Sports for Dummies. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hope. That's Lewis. Say hello, Lewis. Hello. You meant to say hello, Lewis, at the end. Oh, hello, Lewis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How was your week? It was really nice, thank you. Yeah, it's been nice. It's hot, though, isn't it? It's absolutely mm. boiling. How's, how's yours been? I'm sweating my tits off. Yeah, it's been very good. Thank you. Got a few days off this week on the radio. I hope yours good, yeah. yeah. A couple of days to relax in the sunshine. Yeah, so doing a podcast instead. You know? <laughs> exactly. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stay relevant. Gotta stay relevant. Um, so, in terms of sport this week, Lewis, pretty sure um, Euro is probably the biggest thing that's going on. Am I right? That is right. Yes, Hope. That is the biggest thing at the moment, especially in Europe. That is the thing to be looking out for at the moment is the Euros. And why is the Euros so big? Because I feel like there is a lot of hype around the Euros this time round. I've never heard of it before this year. Is it because <laughs> people are excited post lockdown or is it a big deal when I've been living under a rock? No, I think it's it's always been a big deal, Hope. But I think the truth is that actually last year it was supposed to happen. It was Euro 2020, of course, got cancelled by COVID-19, which is such a shame. Um, but the excitement this year is that it's being played in 11 countries around Europe. So there's a massive, you know, there's a massive excitement, a massive buzz to it. Normally it's hosted in one country and people travel from here and there and everywhere and go and visit and, and you know, visit the stadiums and stuff. Actually, this time round, it's being played all over Europe. And I think there's a real buzz for that, that, you know, teams or nations that wouldn't necessarily have hosted before actually get the opportunity to host like Hungary say and I think that's so exciting that you know you see packed stadiums in all like all across Europe I think it's really exciting why have they done that because it's a bit bizarre really but the UEFA president who's called uh, Michel Platini decided for the is the 60th anniversary but it was last year and um, the 60th anniversary of the Euros they decided to do that so I don't really know um but he thought he'd mix it up and and, and do that so there you go give it a bloody whirl I know give it a go exactly <laughs> very confusing that they've still called it 20 i was um doing because I, I do social media on my radio station as well and i do a little yeah. bit of posting and stuff and i program loads of things to say euros 2021 because the year is 2021 and then yeah. my friend was like 
hope it's, it's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's not right exactly. It's Euro 2020, which is which is weird because to say it, you know, even in the opening tournament they said Euro 2020, and it's like, well, that's not the right year. But either way, it's funny. And is there any countries, you know, like the Eurovision, where they have like random countries who aren't actually in Europe join in? No, everyone, everyone is in Europe. Everyone is absolutely in Europe. There are teams that are like, you know, not necessarily smack bang in the middle, but everybody is in Europe. There are no like random, you know, countries like Australia or any nations like that. What's your uh, take on the best teams? Good question. I would say for me at the moment that... I mean, everyone's going to be, you know, wanting to know, wanting to know what's going on with England, what our thoughts are on England, how we're feeling. Um, I think the outright favourites are France. They are just absolutely unbelievable. They've got a great set of players, a good manager. Um, they're a really well-rounded squad, really well-oiled team. And they just oh boy, you, I kicked the ball. <laughs> exactly. They're full of superstars. Um, and they're just so talented. But I think there are some like dark horses. I think Portugal are a dark horse, you know, with Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, the main man there. Um, Germany as well, although they didn't play that well last night. They're still a good team. They still look like they're a good team. So it's difficult to know. But I think for me, the outright favourites have to be France. Absolutely. They're just so good. They mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. He apparently used to date Kim Kardashian. Did he? I found that out the other day. Never well, knew that I before. Don't know. You taught us something new. Taught the people listening something new. Uh, see, I'm the educator. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So sweepstakes. Yes. Explain. <laughs> so, you know, normally what happens is, so there are 24 teams. Normally you put, well, how it often works, you put two pounds in and there's then a prize fund, of course, for all the money that's been put in and the winner of the Euros takes home the money. So, you know, you'll pick your like you'll pick your team out of a hat and then boom you'll get whoever so I got Switzerland um a bit you know I wasn't too disappointed it could have been worse but actually I was like you know it's not a France or an England or a Germany or a Portugal um but yeah sweepstakes quite fun because it means when you're watching a nation you're not necessarily from you actually have that like that added excitement of going I need you to do well here because I've got money on the line that you're gonna win so I've got, you know, I'm backing Switzerland the whole way through, which has been, which has been interesting because um, they drew one all with Wales. And I was a bit gutted about that, but it's okay. It's okay. Do they get points for getting one, one all? Yeah, so that's the draw. So it draws one point. So they're not, I think they're currently level points with Wales, of course, because they both got one point because the points were shared because they drew. Um, but Italy smashed Turkey 3-0. So uh, Italy are top of their group. Um, so, yeah. England... Got yes. three points. That's right, because England won. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. See, you're, I tell you what, you don't even need me here. You don't <laughs> need me here. If you're listening, obviously you are, otherwise you wouldn't be hearing me say, are you listening? Um, get in touch and let us know who your money's on, who your sweepstake person was, and then Lewis can give you his review on them. <laughs> yeah, I will do. Who, who do you think is going to win? Even if you not, you might not know anything about the Euros or the teams, who would you say? Who are you? Of course, you're hoping England's win, I assume. But who do you mm. think is going to win it? I mean, as someone who's got no knowledge, but is plucking <laughs> a random country out of the sky, I'm going to go with Spain. Oh, really? I'm okay. going to throw a wild card. Okay. I mean, to be fair, they were, they were a bit quiet the other night. They played Sweden. They drew nil-nil. Um, wasn't the most exciting game. And they actually, they missed quite a few really good chances. They play quite boring football, Spain. It's like possession-based, lots of passing, lots of sideways football. Oh, like training um, camp. Get, get, Come on, guys, get to work. You're to ex- match. Exactly. It's a little bit like that. So it's not the most thrilling football. Um, 
so it's a bit of a shame. But to be fair, you know, could could definitely happen. You know, any nation in truth could win the Euros because football is just that unpredictable. Mm. 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 <laughs> there were very there were lots of ums there, lots of thinking. Like, okay, one more, yeah, interesting. One more for luck. Mm. Are you good <laughs> at football, Lewis? Do you kick a ball around? No, my ability of my knowledge of football is much greater than my playing ability. The thing was back in the day, you know, I was all right at school. I wasn't too bad. Um, but you sound no, like I... you're a 70 year old man now. Back in my day. <laughs> no, 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 no. Back, back in the year 11 days or the year 10 days, you know, I used to play on the wing and I was OK. But no, I was never the most gifted footballer um, in comparison to my mates. I get a bit aggressive if I play sport. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I get a bit, get a bit like, aggy. Get a bit. I'd get red cards. I would. Oh, really? You didn't you didn't play football then? No. I, I mean, I've had a couple of kickabouts. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I enjoy the old kickabout. My brother, actually, was a very good footballer. He went off to America on a sco- soccer scholarship. Oh, wow. He was good. And then he got that injury yeah. where your bone keeps growing in your knee. Ah. Like a bit of a grindy. Yeah, switch. that's not it's not ideal, especially in football when you need your knees. They're quite important yeah. for life anyway. But He's not one of those people who say, I've got an injury, I could have been. Bernardo. Yeah, he could have been pro, yeah, yeah. He, but he could have been. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. So he didn't doesn't say it, but he could be. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying it about my yeah. brother. That's um, all right. You can. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Going back to England squad. Yes. We saw Raheem yes. score. Not that surprised that he scored because he's a good player. Mm. I thought my all my family were on WhatsApp going, oh, come on. Oh, sorry, my straw. Come on, England. Normally it's come on, you raise It's come on, England. And everyone was like making predictions. Yeah. And I said, I reckon it'll be 2-0 and Foden will score both. Ah, okay. So that was to be fair. You weren't far off. There was that, you know, there was that shot he had in, he cut from, in from the right-hand side, hit the post. That was a good chance for him. He played really well, I thought, Foden. I thought he played well. Um, I said, I actually said one all. I wasn't that confident going into it. I thought that Croatia were going to be a much more dangerous team. But actually, England played, to be fair, they were on the back foot, you know, towards the end of the game. But actually, England held out and that was it. Three points in the bag, um, which is fantastic for us. What do you think of Foden's new hair? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, you know, it's Eminem, you know, it's Eminem crossed over with Paul Gascoigne inspired. I think it's quite cool. I think he suits it. I think it's a fun, you know, it's a fun, exciting haircut to have. It could have been a lot worse. I think that's how I'm looking at it. What do you think? Lewis, you're the most positive person I've ever met in my life. You just bring me so much <laughs> joy. Um, I think it's all right. I mean, he's a footballer. He can yeah. kind of do what he wants. And it's not as bad as that player from um, Wolves who had the plats. Oh, Adama Traore. Wasn't a fan of that. No. <laughs> it was just a bit excessive. And I'm, I'm surprised that it wasn't like a health hazard because someone grabbed onto that. <laughs> you know, I did not, I was not viewing it like that, but there you go. You, you <laughs> changed my, changed my sight on Adama Traore's hair. He's actually in the, uh, in the Spain squad this year. Is he? He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool, right. he's, a, he's a big man, he is. Yeah, he's huge. He's rapid as well, really quick. He is. He's a force to be watching. To reckon with, yeah, and watching either or. <laughs> And what did you, sorry, sorry, oh, go on. I was saying, so what did you think of the England games when you were watching it? Were you excited? How did you feel? You know, yeah. As the, yeah. I mean, I was super hungover and I was cleaning my house right. at the same time, but I was enjoying <laughs> it. It felt like a bit of community. I heard people, because my French doors were open in my living room, I could right. hear people going, yeah, when we'd done something good. It was yeah, quite yeah, nice. Yeah. It's a nice it feeling. Is- Definitely. And I think the fact that fans were there, you know, having 22 and a half thousand fans back at Wembley was such a good feeling, you know, seeing mm. people in the stadium, you know, I had some mates that were there even down on Wembley way that ne- didn't necessarily get tickets. And it's so exciting to actually have fans back in stadiums. And it goes to show that actually football without the fans just is not the same. Um, and you need fans there. Absolutely. 
Why weren't you there? Because you needed to be an England season ticket holder to get tickets. And I do not have England season tickets, so I was not there. Do you have any season tickets? No, I don't actually. I don't. I think the thing for me always has been that I've been busy on some weekends or actually I've always wanted to get a Liverpool season ticket. That's always been one of my dreams. But there is a list of about 35,000 people in front. Um, and so unless you're willing to wait years and years and years and years, and years, it's not really worth it. Plus all the lots of games are on telly. But I think there is a, I do have a dream one day of having a Liverpool season ticket. Do you know what's going to happen? This podcast Go going to be famous, right? And <laughs> yeah, then okay, yeah. Clip Clop is going to say, Hope, <laughs> Lewis, I want you to come. And then the players are going to lift you like this right. and you're going to yeah. crowd surf. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Anfield, I'm, I'm ready for it. I am absolutely <laughs> gonna, ready for it. I'm speaking it into existence. That's what they say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me, that is funny. <laughs> Who else do you think is good in that squad? Foden, Sterling... Harry Kane. I'm just listing people who I know. Yeah, just... um, Marcus Rashford. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't play more of the game. He come in like really late. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think for me, Harry Kane wasn't really in the game at all. He really mm. wasn't involved. I was surprised. Really, had no... Where are you, Harry? I was, yeah, really no impact. Quite, quite invisible. Um, I think the player for me actually that stood out most, of course, was Calvin Phillips, who was the midfielder who ran the show. He got the assist. He was absolutely phenomenal. And I think I clearly, and I, like most fans, I don't think we'd seen enough of him at Leeds. So he's a Leeds player. Um, he plays in the centre of the parks, so the centre midfield. But actually he was just unbelievable. He was, you know, he controlled the ball well. He was really dominant in midfield. Just been a real work, you know, workman's performance. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, real workhorse for our team. And I think he's brilliant. The other player that I think is really good is Harry Maguire. I think he's a good player. Um, Man United player, so he's a defender. He's currently, well, he's injured, but no one really knows what's going on because there's not, there's not a lot of, news on him um yeah you get to the bottom of that lewis i will yeah i'll be i'll be finding out but um but yeah so we need we need we do need him back because i think once we start facing stronger opposition although we have quite a good defense as it is for the time being in our group when we start facing teams like france or portugal or whoever um it could get quite tasty really quickly with our defense so i think we need to bolster that if we can and get maguire back into the side as soon as possible is there any players that you're sad weren't picked for the squad? Uh, the, well, the one player I was definitely sad about was Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is... Of oh, course, yeah, he got right hurt, back. didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got injured, yes. Yeah, so little Bambi, I love his eyes. <laughs> big, he's, like a little, he's like a baby, isn't he, with his yeah. big eyes? He's a, he's a Scouse legend. It's sad because... You know, I was really looking forward to seeing him. And although, you know, Southgate took four right backs, including him, actually having him as an option in the team was so exciting. And it's, it's a real shame that he, you know, he's unfit. Equally, Jordan Henderson, Liverpool's captain, is unfit at the moment. He's in the team as well. Hopefully he can come back. Yeah. So if you were comparing, I know we're saying Liverpool, but that's because they're the best and we support them. If, <laughs> if Liverpool had a team, how many people would they have in their squad? Normally, Premier League squads, are, I think, are 25 man. So slightly bigger. Um, so two more players. Yeah, but it's not many normal people, is it? No, not really. But the difference, of course, with England is that there are, there are, you know, there are a lot less games. Like you're not playing as many matches as you would be for Liverpool. So, you know, for Liverpool, you might have a, a Champions League game on Tuesday. So that's European football. You then got the Premier League on Saturday and then you're playing again. In Eng- you know, for English football or for any international football, you might be playing once, maybe twice a week mm. max. Um, so there is, you know, there's less of a demand for players, but equally it's still tough because you've just gone through a whole Premier League season. Say like Harry Kane, you know, Harry Kane plays, you know, when he's fit every single game for Tottenham and now has to go and captain the England side. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on, on players' shoulders yeah. for international football. Do you think that we are in as good as a time of football 
as like Michael Owen, David Beckham, Stephen Gerrard, Crouch. Were they, le- were they legends and we're not living up to that standard or are we better now? That's a difficult one because the thing with the trouble with comparing football teams, Hope, is that every team is different and managers impact it and where the tournament's played and all those things. There are a number of factors, but I think, especially in my lifetime, this is the best England team that I have seen. I think on paper as well, talent-wise, absolutely stacked full of fantastic players. And I think there are, I think there's a real pressure on them to be fair, especially after the kind of the failures of the last Euros, which was Euro 2016, when we got knocked out by Iceland. I don't know if you remember that, but that was dreadful. Um, and I think there's a there's a massive player on the on or there's massive weight on the players' shoulders to go and perform and do well. But I think, yeah, I think this is the best England squad we've seen for a long time. On and on paper, that is. And even on, you know, on when we played on Saturday, actually, I thought we sorry, on Sunday, I thought we had, you know, we did a really good job. Um although we might not necessarily have lived up to the expectations just yet. And a lot of people, I would say, are getting ahead of themselves and getting really excited. It's good because it's a morale booster and it gets the, you know, it gets the nation going, which is fantastic. Have you got a tattoo saying it's coming home? <laughs> no, but I've seen quite a few on Twitter that, and I'm, you know, I do shake my head because I just think that I, and I love, I love, you know, the enthusiasm, especially after the year we've had and the troubles we've had. I think it's been fantastic actually to be able to come and unite as a nation but I am like, you know, we have played one game. And also that if we come first in our group, um, so if we win the group, we have a really difficult run effectively to the final. But if we come second, we have a much easier run. So I think a lot of people are getting ahead of themselves because if England win the group, which of course would be fantastic, um, we will either face the second team from Group F, which will either be France, Germany, Portugal or Hungary. Um, three, you know, and I imagine France, Germany, Portugal will go through, mm. which one of those will be really, really difficult. Whereas if England finish second in our group, we'll play the second team from Group E, and that consists of Spain, Poland, Slovakia, or Sweden, which seems like a much nicer route. Now, it's not to say that England should go and, you know, England shouldn't go and just like, you know, concede 10 goals against um, Scotland on Friday night. But I think that there is some worry that actually if England do come first in the group and top the group, you've got a really difficult run in for the next couple of weeks. Because they're the ones that you said, watch out. Yeah. So, you know, France, I would be scared for England's sake playing France, Germany or Portugal in the round of 16. Because I think in, you know, the finals at Wembley, which is fantastic. um, So there's every chance that England could do well there. But I think if you're playing in the round of 16 against France, who have just come off the back of a great win against Germany, and we'll have to see how their other games go, it could be quite a scary, scary game. Oh, it's all very interesting, Lewis. I know, I know. It's I'm exciting, like, isn't it? Before we like predict for the weekend, what what do you think of our managers? Because isn't there two, Gareth Southgate and someone else? Or am I wrong? Well, well, no, Gareth Southgate's the main man. He has an assistant manager, but he's he's the head of England. So he a bit like Klopp. So he's the equivalent of Klopp. He's the man that's running the show. Um, he's leading the team. My opinion on Gareth Southgate, you ask. I... Uh, Now, of course, I don't want to be biased and say, oh, he's a good manager. I have some issues with him, as everyone does, because everyone thinks they know football, they know sports and they know how to run a team. And I'm not, you know, I'm not that man. But I think I look at some of the the players he selected and some of the decisions he makes. Even on Sunday, I know, you know, when the team came out and there was kind of leaked news of the lineup, there were fans in uproar about the team and the fact that, you know, he played Kieran Trippier, who played left back. Mm. Um, he's traditionally a right back so he actually didn't play any of the left backs he selected he played a right back who was effectively out of position so it's things like that where you kind of wonder uh, I don't know if you remember but he um, he scored the winning goal against Croatia well the goal that basically put us 1-0 up and then we lost but it was the winning goal for the time being at the World Cup in the semi-final if you remember that when you know everyone went mad and there was beer everywhere um, no, I was working in a nightclub at that time and everyone oh, was there, there. 
Yeah. So, like, hey. so that was, yeah. So that was when, so he scored and people were saying, oh, I think Southgate selected him because of his success in the Croatia game. Um, but actually, I think he's a good, I think he tactically, I'm not sure he's entirely there. I think he's a good manager and he's certainly someone that's very charismatic. He's a very positive manager and he's very good with the media. Um, but I'm not necessarily sure he'll be the man to take England all the way, if I'm honest. And I, there are better candidates, I would argue. Um, so, yeah. And how confusing for that poor player who normally goes on the left, on the right, and he's on the left. Exactly. I would, I, if I was, it might be like, wrong oh, oh, way, wrong yeah. way. Oh, <laughs> and you, you saw when you were watching him, you know, like naturally he's not, you know, he's a right-footed player. So every yeah. time some, you know, some players do cut in, like you saw with Sterling playing on the left wing, you know, he was cutting inside. But if you're not, you know, if you naturally week in, week out are playing on the right-hand side and then the next week you're told, okay, now you're playing on the left, you, your head's going to be, you know, spinning yeah. before the kickoff. So Unless you've got ambidextrous feet. Exactly. Which um, quite frankly, I don't know if he does. No, <laughs> you never know. I mean, to be fair, he didn't do, I didn't think he did a bad job. Um, he was quite influential, but I'm not sure necessarily for the Scotland game that mm. I'd be playing him at left back again. Yeah, it's more about Southgate's decision rather than the play of exactly. that player. Exactly. But, you know, I think he picked, you know, I think he picked a good team. Um, I think it was okay, but there are certainly, I want to see Jack Grealish play. So he's the captain of Aston Villa. And my brother likes him. Yeah, I want to see him start. I think he's a he's a must for the next game against Scotland. I think he's really important to start. And on that note, this weekend, England Scotland Friday night. Yes. Predictions. It's a big it's a big game. Hope the trouble as well with the trouble as well with predicting with two things. Without you say it's a big game, but quickly, Scotland lost the other day. They did, but it's because we haven't played them in years. So I think the last time we played them was 2017, where we drew two all with them. Um, and it's you know it's the it's the pressure, it's everything about Scotland and England that rivalry. It's it's quite tense. Is that Wembley, which will be good? I think without seeing the lineup, it's hard to call because as we've just discussed, Southgate could pull out an absolute mm. masterclass and play the best team, or equally he could play a goalkeeper up front, and it wouldn't surprise me. So you know, <laughs> I think you'll have to wait and see. I would say. Yeah, I think after the, you know, a bad Scottish performance the other night and they were terrible. I don't know if you score I don't know if you saw the goal that was scored against them, but a guy I heard scored, bad things. Yeah. So a guy basically scored from 45 yards yeah. um, and loved the like it was an amazing goal, terrible goalkeeping. Um but I don't know. I think I think England will win. I think it will be a scrappy game. I'm not sure it'll be like a very nice game of football to watch. It'll be quite tense and um, a cagey affair. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 1-0. I think England will win it 1-0. And it, the goal scorer, I don't know, because again, with the lineup, but I think England will win. What do you think? I'm going to go 1-1. Oh, okay. So you're going to go for, okay. You're going to, why is that? Just to disagree with you. <laughs> I, right. I don't know. I just, it's just, it's, it, I just, how I feel. Yeah. I feel I it in my bones, Lewis. Who do you think your, the top goal scorer of the tournament is going to be? Who, like any name out of the hat, who do you think? I mean, I'd really like to see Foden. Okay. Well, I think okay, that'd be really it? good for his young career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you asked me about my favorite, the player I think is going to do best because you've got one lined up. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'd be intrigued to hear, and I'd love to hear it for the listeners too, who they think is going to be top goal scorer. Um, it's a difficult one to call because, you know, the top goal scorer doesn't necessarily mean the team that goes the furthest because a player could score five goals and they're the top goal scorer um, in one match. So for me, I think an outsider, and a bit like you were saying, if we're going to go for a dark horse, someone that I think people have ruled out, so everyone's talking about Harry Kane was one. Um, Lukaku, who plays for Belgium, so he's the Belgian striker. Everyone's talking about him. There's a guy called Immobile, who plays for Italy. Everyone's great talking name. About- I know, Immobile. Chiro Immobile, yeah, he's a great player. For me, 
I'm going to say an outsider. I'm going to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. And I think after yesterday, you know, he broke the record for the top goal scorer ever in the Euros. He's played at, you know, he's the player with the most, um, he's played at five different Euro championships, which is absolutely insane, more than any other player ever. I just think there's something about him, his determination, his drive, his passion as a player. Um, yeah, I'm backing Cristiano Ronaldo, I think, to be the top goal scorer. But you never know. I might say this and he might get injured. So we've given people a lot of reasons to get in touch today. We want to know what your countries are if you've done a sweepstake. And we want to know your predictions, your star players, if that's what it's called, Lewis. I'm not sure. Yeah. So email us sportsfordummiespodcast at gmail.com yeah that'd be excellent I'd like to see the inbox filled with smiley faces <laughs> if you listen on Spotify remember to press follow so that you can keep up to date with the podcast as new episodes come out we'll be back next Friday come on England come on England <laughs> bye Lewis have a good week take care hope see you later have a good one Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.